Hello, welcome to episode 53 of Tea in the Treetops podcast. I'm Annie. And I'm Philippa, and this is the official podcast of the Tea in the Treetops book review blog. Today is Thursday and it's April 20. And in this episode, we're going to review Strange the Dreamer by Lainey Taylor. And we're also going to talk about what we've been reading and t- and how we enjoyed Beauty and the Beast movie. Yes. Or didn't enjoy it, as the case may be. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, first of all, before we get stuck into that, just wanted to mention that we had another five-star review um, on iTunes. Way, Which apparently iTunes is now going to be called Apple Podcasts. Oh. Well, oh the podcast part of iTunes. Yes. Okay. Apple Podcasts. There you so, go. Um, thank you very much to Brian who left us a review. Um, if you don't know, Brian is from Nerd Podcast Radio, um, mm-hmm. which is a podcast where they just talk about all sorts of geeky stuff, games, movies, TV shows, tabletop gaming, all sorts of random mm-hmm. stuff. And, um, uh, and he's also um, standing in as one of the hosts on uh, Road So Far um, Supernatural podcast. So Oh, Okay. A couple of my favourites at the moment. <laughs> so thank you very much, Brian. And if you want to leave us um, a review on Apple Podcasts, that would be amazing. Leave us some stars. That would be brilliant. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you wanted to send us any feedback, I'll just do this now while I think of it. Um, you can email us, contact at treetops.com. So awesome. Um, what else was I going to say before we got into what we're reading? I know. Um, this weekend is the Supernova Fan Expo at the Gold Coast. Very exciting. April 21st to 23rd. Um, I'm going to be volunteering. It actually starts tomorrow, April 21st, but um, I won't be there tomorrow, unfortunately, but I will be there in the – I'm going to be in the photo area this time. Oh, okay. In the photo studio um, telling people where to line up and stuff probably. So that'll be cool. I haven't done that before. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be – there's not that many sort of really big names, stars this year that I want to, desperately want to see, but one of them, the biggest one is um, David Boyanaz from um, from Angel and Buffy. I never watched Angel or Buffy. No. Well, to be honest, I didn't really either, and I want to. <laughs> I've, I've been mean to because it's been on Netflix Buffy recently. hasn't been on Netflix, has it? I thought it had been. It oh. might have been taken off again now. I don't think oh, it I don't is know. because I was like, oh, if it comes on, I'll have to give it a shot. I had friends at school who were like really obsessed with it. Yes, yeah, so at, did at, I. In the day, but I, never, but I never really got into it either. And but, then it was like five seasons in and I was like, I yeah. can't pick this up now. <laughs> that was before the days of Netflix where that's, you could just that's binge right. it all. That's right. <laughs> but I'll have to um, try and get that somewhere. I, I, you don't I'm pretty need sure any more fandoms, and you don't need. Yes, any I do. More. All the fandoms. <laughs> anyway, there's going to be lots of authors there. Who, okay, who go and see Lynette Noni is there. Mm-hmm. The it's a third book out. For yes, Dracora is out. Came out a few weeks ago. Okay, all right. So you can and get that one signed. That's right. And um, we've got Jodie McAllister, who's the author of Valentine, which I think is a Brisbane. Oh yes, one yes. Book. Um, Patricia Briggs and Tracy Harding. Yep. Who, who are some more um, sci-fi fantasy authors as well. So that would cool. be pretty cool to meet them. Um, lots of ladies in the author panel this time. Anyway. Okay. There are There is another thing that I'm going to mention. Yes. Uh, we've got two giveaways coming up. The first, rev- uh, the first giveaway is actually something different that we haven't done for a long time on, on our <laughs> blog. Um, okay. So Jordan Harcourt-Hughes is an author but also an artist who um, wrote – a book called Bitru. Which um, you've got the painting of. I've got one of her prints mm-hmm. on my wall and it's really pretty, lots of colours. Um, she's actually sent me another print, oh. a, a, a large one, large size, like an A3 kind of size one, um, and to give away. So oh, that's she's, exciting. Um, I will put up the giveaway sometime in the next few days. But, um, yeah, if you'd like – oh, it's for Australian residents only. If you'd want to come go to the blog, have a look at the picture and – enter the competition to win it it's really pretty and um thanks to jordan for that um the other giveaway that i'm going to have i have actually got almost almost up to 500 followers on instagram well, that's exciting yay so i'm going to have a giveaway on instagram to kind of push me over the 500 um, mm-hmm. follower point so that's probably just going to be a book of your choice um and that will be up pretty soon um as soon as this podcast is out in fact so my Instagram is annie.treetops and, 
Yeah, it'll just be like a 18, share the photo. 18 followers to go. Yeah. So that's really exciting. I love Instagram. I do too when I have time. And then I start the semester and my Instagram <laughs> goes dead. <laughs> yeah. Have you noticed? Yes. Um, <laughs> that's okay. I try. I'm, I'm too busy as well. I haven't got time to take pictures of books, but, you know, try. I love <laughs> taking pictures of books. I just, yeah. It falls right. to the wayside. Do you do you want to start talking about what we've been watching? Or? Okay, all right. We can talk about what we've been watching. Do we want to do Beauty and the Beast, rip the bandage? Yeah. Seeing okay. we have differing, <laughs> differing opinions <laughs> on this one. All right, so Beauty and the Beast movie came out. A while a ago, weeks ago yeah. I'm behind. <laughs> and you only just watched it on the weekend. I it? finally, after completing all my assignments for the semester, took myself to go see it. Yes. Without children, I was like, I wouldn't yeah. focus on this. Yep. I expected to love it. Yep. Maybe this is where things went down. I don't know. High expectations. But maybe it's because I've probably seen the actual Disney animated one about 30 times this year because my three-year-old is a bit fixated on Beauty and the Beast. Right. And I know it pretty much word for word. But I just really hated the new songs really hated the new songs sorry the one that the beast sings i kind of was okay with but the others i didn't like at all right whatsoever i was like why wreck with something that worked why (laughs) wreck with it and i feel that it's already a very musical heavy disney as it is and it didn't need any extras (laughs) and it didn't need any extras so anyway that was a big deterrent because every time it, they started, I'd be like, oh, what's going on? Why? 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 Anyway, and while I always knew Beauty and, Beauty and, you know, Beauty and the Beast and Belle lived in sort of a French, you know, historical, yep. you know, time period, I just felt that, you know, Belle was so much bigger than living in the small country town, but somehow seeing her in the rigid confines of French aristocracy was not really my idea of the best life for her and I wouldn't have thought that that would actually make her any happier. So to see her at the end in that completely frivolous, you know, formal dance, it was not like the movie, sorry, it was not like the original where it was much more relaxed. It was very rigid, very sticking to history, which is great that they wanted to honour history. But I just couldn't imagine her actually enjoying that lifestyle mm. either, personally. And she's that, got the library. <laughs> and she's with someone that is educated. I'll give her that. But I still felt that she would have been unhappy and wanting a divorce pretty quickly. Wow, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. your grown-up sensibilities to this. But movie. the movie, because it was live action and because they yeah. really did stick true to history in that respect... It didn't give you a choice, and yeah. I never noticed that as a problem when I watched the animated because it was it was glossed over, yep. and I think it needed to be glossed over. Yeah, okay. Um, so that you needed to suspend your disbelief of the of actual the time setting. period. Yeah, that's exactly, reality. <laughs> that's 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 exactly right. Wow. Okay. So, well, I loved it. Yeah, I've seen yeah. it twice. Okay. The first time, I spent the I went with Natasha and yep. um, and Joe, and I spent most of the movie either singing along <laughs> or crying because I was like overwhelmed. It was great. Oh. Um, yeah, I didn't need any tissues. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought you would be. No, I loved it, and um, I loved I loved Emma Watson. I thought she was great. Yeah, she was great. My big problem was is I think that would have been better getting a smaller lesser known actress because all yes. i could see was hermione granger yes, hermione too. granger yeah. and that detracted and there's nothing to do with her performance her performance was excellent yeah. but she's a big star and i couldn't get away from that yeah that's and true. it detracted from the story to me a little bit the other thing that that annoyed me about it um was that i didn't mind the new songs i thought they were good except that there was a point that where i got to um the bit where the beast is singing his own song at yeah. the end and like she runs out and it all happens and then 
he like starts singing. I'm like, oh no, don't sing. <laughs> That's not what happens now. No, I know. And so, but the song was. Good, but is that so maybe okay. what my problem was? Because I've you seen that movie. It to but happen. no, no, I think I just know the original too well. Yeah. Okay. And when and it like, goes differently, a lot of people I think have gone and watched it, and they loved it when they were like you know from 10, 15 years ago yeah. or whatever. But I have honestly watched it thirty times. May actually be a little on the low side. It may have been more. <laughs> there were days where every day she would rewatch that movie. Wow. Okay. So maybe. Maybe that detracted. I have to yeah, admit, see, I was I like, his seen. voice. I never realised Matthew from Downton Abbey could yeah, sing. absolutely. It was good. <laughs> um, and I thought Emma Watson did a good job of singing too. Yeah. Although it did, uh, it was very, um, it sounded a little bit like it might have been auto-tuned. Maybe that was just because she was it did. not um, it did. a classical kind of singer. But I, it, I agree though. No. And they, they kept saying it would be fixed because like in the trailer, oh. I thought it sounded really auto-tuned. And they were like, oh, okay. it'll be better. This is just a trailer snippet. It'll be better. And I was like, mm, okay. no. Well, anyway, that it was good. The, the songs were still nice. And I liked her English accent, even though maybe it was should have been French. <laughs> I'm glad, but none I'm of glad them they were, didn't do that. So that's, but no. Um, yeah. And I also the other thing I really liked about it was that I didn't know that all the fa- all the big actors were in it. I did like I knew yeah. that. Um, oh, see, okay. Emma Emma Thompson was in it, but I didn't know any of the others. And when they, I heard their their voices, and I was like, oh, I recognise that voice. And you didn't know who and then it was until the end when they all turned back into themselves. And I'm like, oh, it was that guy. Yeah. Oh, you and McGregor. Oh. I think I was a little too obsessed with researching this. <laughs> see, I hadn't watched any of the trailers. No, see, and I, I made sure I didn't a lot. And look, they were all. Brilliant. I thought um, yes. Lumiere and um, Cogsworth yep. were just amazing. Emma, you know, yeah. Emma Thompson was amazing um, yep. as Mrs. Potts. But uh, but the, the one that, to me, was the best was Gaston. Luke Evans as yes. Gaston was just simply oh, he was perfect. Brilliant. Yeah, he really was good. the standout of that entire yep. movie and everything about him was just Right, bang on. I, I thought he couldn't have done – you couldn't have got a better job yep. for that particular role. And I, so. Well, I thought that, that Josh Gad did a pretty good job of um, – Le, Lefou, is that his name? Lefou. Lefou, yeah. He was a bit sort of cringy at times. Well, like he's that. meant to be gay, but I'm like they, – they were people apparently out crying because they've put made him gay, and I'm like they never actually said he was gay. No, well, he, en- he ended up with that – there was the yeah, end, but it was but, never actually you know, said. Nothing well, it was, was said. It was pretty. It was, heavy but I, I but... felt that it was not that different from the. Yeah, well, I, don't, I didn't see a problem with it. Like, no. it, people were apparently wanting to ban it and stuff. Because yeah, well, that's ridiculous. Like, no, no. Anyway, the actual but, costuming was beautiful. Yes, the scenery was beautiful. The, thought, the yeah. one problem that I had with the songs, like they were they were great and everything, but I thought that the music, it was badly mixed. Like the music was too loud compared to the singing. Okay. So because I wanted to hear the words and I wanted the kids to like know what was going on and it was hard to tell, like especially in um, Be Our Guest. Oh, see, I, I didn't notice that. That one was one that, of the best songs, I thought. One thing I thought it was me. amazing how they used their brains to come up with how to make the lights. Yeah. Like, someone <laughs> really was creative and thought that through. Look, it, it was, was very well there put were together. some very well put together things. I just felt that there was enough. It's not like Cinderella, which was a 50s Disney movie that had virtually no story. So they needed to add story yeah. to it. And, and that embellished it. And I thought the Cinderella remake was well done for that reason. Maleficent, the same, because it took a completely different angle. Yep. I felt that there was enough storyline in Beauty and the Beast original that they didn't need to add a lot. And I felt that the things that they added, like with the mother, I actually felt were just things that they were trying to tug at people's heartstrings about. And it came across quite fake. Oh, okay. I thought it was absolutely not necessary yeah, to the story. It was, it was just a filler, and that irritated me that mm. they added it because I just didn't think it was necessary. Okay, not to spend that much time on it anyway. Mm. So that stuff I felt all rang a bit false, which was a bit sad. Look, I liked it. I didn't love it, okay. and I probably prefer the original. That's. The yeah. reality. See, I need to watch the original again. I haven't seen it for a really long time. Okay. So. 
I think um, that wasn't I so think enjoyable. the 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 end scene with Gaston and the Beast and Belle was much more like it was well done, yes. but it was a bit scarier too. It was. It was more action packed, yeah, and drawn out. And I think that it reminded me you that know, was scared Caitlin as well as the wolves fighting across the rooftops and the bridges of the the final scene in um, Queen of Shadows where they're on yeah. the top of the castle. And yeah, like, actually, the that's that true. I was like, it's just like that. Mm. Yeah. So I, I, I probably still only give that like two and a half stars out of five. That maybe, wow. maybe a three. I, oh. I liked it. I didn't love it. I have no real interest in seeing it again. I'd prefer to just watch the animation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. And I'm, but I'm glad I saw it. I'm glad I saw it. Okay. And I yeah. did have the music in my head for like mm. weeks. Oh, did I send you the link to the Crosswalk Theatre? Corbett show Crosswalk Theatre Beauty and the Beast no we'll add the link to this because now that is hilarious and they get um, they get um, the actors that play Gaston the Beast and LeFou into this well they they do this. they like basically do the production like a theatre production of Beauty and the Beast in between traffic lights but it's oh really it's really funny yeah okay it's very yes. well done um, that was, was better mention. than the action <laughs> okay I'll have to watch it now um, there was, there was an interesting theory I read that I'll see if I can find the article, but um, someone suggested about how, like, the reason that the the township have forgotten, like, it's been years or whatever. That since, was a good addition. That was a good addition. Yeah, I thought the township yeah. had forgotten that it was there, but they knew they'd been to the castle before, and when they got there, they kind of recognised it. Like Mr. Potts was. Yes, like, was there. I've been here before, and because the, the theory yeah. was that when the um, when the that the enchantress put the spell on them yeah they actually put them inside like a time bubble and they the, the township and the, the castle are actually repeating the same day over and over again no one gets any older they just have the Ground same thing day. nothing ever changes in this provincial town and then Belle and her father move into the town from outside which is why they seem weird to them to the town oh. people because they're different and something there's something wrong with this town and everything's always the same. So are you saying the enchantress so, kind of let them in to give her, him a chance to... Yeah, maybe, yeah. Well, oh, it, it, was okay. an, it was on... I think it might have been on Tumblr or... Oh, that's um, an interesting in-depth view of something. And when the spell broke, they all suddenly remembered what had happened yes. and, um, you know, time I just didn't think resumed. that much time had happened. I thought it was interesting. Yes. Very. Okay. Anyway, so we're going to talk about Beauty of the Beast, else. yes. I loved other, it. Sh- and other, sh- other shows? Yes, yeah, so you've been Yeah, so I, I binge-watched 13 Reasons Why, based on the book, yes. 13 Reasons oh, Why. Oh, it a book? Oh, yes, and it's a classic American common core curriculum novel because okay. of the things that it explores. Mm-hmm. So it's contemporary. Um, not a usual scene, yes. but I had a feeling, and I have a feeling still, that it will be booted off Australian Netflix because it doesn't actually meet Australian media guidelines for handling suicide. Um, And there's a lot of agencies that are doing their very best to get it off. Yeah. Um, So I didn't think it would be on for too long. So I was like, I better watch this while I still can. And I am so glad I did. It was simply excellent. It Netflix have really outdone themselves and they've got a few shows now that they've really done a, an incredible job and this is no exception. It was just brilliantly done. It is very different from the novel by the same name. Okay. They've made a lot of changes. One, because I think the novel was written in about 2005, so social media, etc., is a much bigger thing yep. now. Um, but they did a really good job of introducing those elements without taking from the original story the messages from the story um it's really for anyone that doesn't know anything about it it's 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 really about it's a story of a girl who chooses to commit suicide and she leaves cassette tapes and there's 13 cassette tapes which are to be passed on to each of the people that she felt contributed to her making that choice so there were 13 weird. reasons why it does, but it's actually kind of like a murder mystery as you follow it through because you're okay. kind of trying to work out how it all links together. And at first you think it's going to be really, you know, bratty teenage bits and pieces, but it actually does get quite serious and it deals with a lot of serious topics 
but it doesn't do it in like in I don't know if you remember but I remember when I was a teenager you know you'd be you'd be told to watch something or read something and be like this is nothing like the reality of teenagehood and look maybe teenagers today are thinking that I don't know but I thought they did a really good job of very subtly adding in a lot of elements like objectification of women obviously there's massive jock culture in the US not such a big thing here but there was that real side of things and how little comments and just you know good kids making poor choices can all accumulate to somebody's like really ruining a person and making them feel like there was no way in and it was just it was just really really well done and they did do a lot of they did diverge a lot from the book but i think it was the book better i haven't read all of it i'm reading it so but they've diverged a fair bit from the book so it's spread out like there's a lot more high school interaction so in the in the book he listens to all the tapes in one binge session well in the episodes he's listening to them quite slowly because he's finding it really hard to deal with so there's a lot more elements of bringing the other characters that are talked about on the tapes at school there's a lot more interaction between all of those characters and how they've been affected by the tapes Mm. um the way she dies is totally changed as Mm. well um because they didn't want to make it in any way seem glamorous so the scene the last two episodes were hard to watch were really hard to watch like i think if i had a teenage child i don't think i would want them probably to watch this on their own because i think i think the messages would either be skimmed over or it would glorify some of it which is what a lot of organizations are really worried about because it does come across a bit like it's revenge and she's actually got her revenge even though she's from the other side and you can't have that because that's one of the main reasons for suicide watching the suicide though was hard and they didn't shy away they showed it and they showed it all well in the book she just pops some pills and it's sort of just left well this is yeah she slices her wrists open in a bathtub and you see it okay so it's quite hard to watch yeah so but it sounds really daunting but it actually is just really well done i could barely put it down like it just i i can't they just did it so well and they just managed to like just the the cinematography was just fantastic so there'd be you know you would they would sort of superimpose him into the past and like the main character clay and it's just just the way it would move from forward to backwards it just was done so beautifully yeah and the main character i'm positive is australian the girl that plays hannah um because they do at the end a a thing with the producers the actors and psychologists who helped with the show and explained why they chose to do things the way they did things okay um and i'm i was like oh my god that's an australian accent that's an australian (laughs) accent you're an australian anyway Mm. um it's great the manner of her death a spoiler by the way did you know no. okay good well <laughs> you know you know you know she dies the entire thing that okay. is not a spoiler to the story i guess look there's been about a billion articles written yeah, about okay. this now and and that's one of sure. the main things that like a lot of the australian like headspace is really wanting to get it removed because they feel it gives teens a very easy step-by-step instructional guide of how you could go about doing this Mm. but they also don't shy away to the parents find oh to me as a parent i actually think watching because the parents aren't really in the book either and the parents are brought into this and and like clay the the protagonist's parents are brought into this as well and they add a court case of like clay's mother's the lawyer working on the case and not realizing that her son had any involvement and there was much more in the book hannah and clay aren't actually really their acquaintances at best really and then you know well and this they were much sort of closer i guess even if it was a bit of an uneasy friendship but yeah it's there are changes i think the changes actually work in the in their favor i think the like i know a lot of people feel in the book that both hannah and clay so the girl that suicides but but she's kind of a main protagonist still because it's all through her tapes they're not very likable they're quite unlikable and i i felt that they did them both justice i i I felt that they were relatable and i thought clay specifically like 
he was a good boy. I don't know. <laughs> I just want to give a big hug. Mm. I really you... suggest watching it. I know it sounds okay. gruesome and I know it sounds <laughs> contemporary. but And the first episodes are very teen drama. The first okay. few reasons do seem very like, you know, she didn't come to the coffee club, like coffee shop with me anymore and started dating our other friend. And, you know, okay. it starts off a bit like that and it escalates and it just, oh, I don't know. There's a lot of really good undercurrent messages. I can see why the book is used as a curriculum education book. I yeah. do think it does a very good job of making you have to think about these reasons and really critically analyze why this is the way it is. Yep. Anyway, mm. I've ranted. Yeah, that's good. I, I, I don't know yeah. if I'll be watching it. I, on... <laughs> I would just, no, watch the first episode as my suggestion and see what you think. Because okay. it's only really, there's three episodes that are pretty detailed. Netflix puts up major big warnings that sit there for a good 10 seconds before it starts for all those that's, three. That's why I, I stopped watching Outlander towards the end of the first season. Because you knew because what was, was going to happen. It was so graphic and I was like, I can't handle all this yeah. pain anymore. I don't think... I don't think it didn't make me want to look away. It didn't make me feel disturbed, but they did it on purpose. They left it on, they left it on footage long enough, and they said they did it because they wanted you to be uncomfortable because yep. it should be something that you're uncomfortable with, and we shouldn't hide because there's other things that I'm not going to mention because you don't know about them and it will spoil. But like, they shouldn't be things that are just sort of swept under the rug and dealt with as normal behaviour. Yeah, I know that's. Fair and enough for this subject matter, really. Yeah, and, and it's not... It, it actually... I don't know. I thought it handled it very beautifully. Most organisations' concern is for teenagers who haven't got fully developed brains yet, um, that they won't be able to view this in an impartial manner and they will just see the glamorisation of Yeah, they'll relate suicide. too much to it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And it will feed into the whole drama, yeah. which isn't really what you want to be doing mm-hmm. but anyway <clears throat> did you ever watch any of Broadchurch? no i haven't because that's it, it's not well it, it's similar in that um a boy goes missing and it's the basically how that affects the a whole community okay. of a town a beachside town yeah. in the uk um and the u.s version is a is set in the u.s it's like okay. the same kind of story but yeah with different actors except for david tennant um, who's in both um, but it's it's difficult to watch at times because the absolute the raw emotion of a mother who realizes yeah. that her child has died and they they can't find who did it and it's like the whole thing is just so emotional it's really hard to watch sometimes makes me think of lovely bones really too good. lovely bones oh, which yeah, is kind of where they don't know well i read the book yeah. ages ago when it first came out and i've seen it and in a way, the seeing it is harder because yeah. it's out there. Yeah, it's raw emotion. Yeah, and I think watch. they were really like I think how they did this over thirteen episodes, and they've slowed it down and add a lot more life interaction. I think you needed it, like you couldn't get all of that. Like, do you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. I, I, it it is it is one of the best things I have seen this year by far. Mm-hmm. It it really is very well filmed, and they did a very good job of it and I can see why so many people are writing about it because yeah. it's going to stir a lot of emotions yeah up lots of stuff for to a lot of about there is there is it's perfect it's perfect for teaching someone how to do a review because <laughs> I can see why it's used for common core because it just is perfect material to write a good critical analysis of a book mm-hmm. yeah anyway all right well on a lighter note oh yes um, now we've moved off our contemporary no <laughs> Away from contemporary, um, Doctor Who started on the weekend yes. again. Yay! The first actual real series for like two years or something. Yeah, it wasn't on at all last year oh, except wasn't for Christmas. It? Oh, that's no! So sad. we've had two Christmas episodes in a row. In a row. Why is that? They didn't have any writers working on it or something. Or? The yeah, the um, showrunners were working on other stuff. Sherlock and um, yeah. Class, okay. which was the Doctor Who spin-off, which I never watched, but apparently it wasn't all that great. Okay. Um, I should really watch that at some point. Anyway, yeah, the first episode back was um, so this is Peter Capaldi's last season. Okay. He'll be leaving at the end of this season, and. Um, 
so and he's I, I'm gonna miss him because he's such a great actor so I really enjoyed the first episode okay it's really scary though okay and my six-year-old son was terrified not impressed when I this is like the only one that I have let him watch without me watching it first and now I regret it okay <laughs> Anyway, hopefully he'll want to watch it. Actually, afterwards he said, oh, can we, next time we watch Doctor Who, can we watch a, a nicer one? one? <laughs> like the one with the dinosaurs on, on the spaceship? I'm like, yes, we can watch dinosaurs on a spaceship. Because that's his favourite. Okay. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, that's on. And and Supernatural is coming up to the season finale in a few weeks. You're heartbroken. Like, oh my God. No, because there's another season afterwards. Okay. But, um, but, yeah. It's going to be like the they they like to rip your heart out and stomp on it at the end of the season. But you're going to have to wait another year, right, for the next season. Uh, they don't always wait oh, a whole year okay. between seasons. Sometimes it's it, it, it probably would be later this year. Okay, but I, I'm not sure exactly. But anyway, we'll see. Who knows how much longer the actual show will go for because it has been like it's 12, been long. twelve seasons. That's so, right. I'm not ready for it all to end, but. <laughs> and even though I've only just discovered it in the last six months, <laughs> oh dear, I'm deep in. I am deep you in. You are. Um, all right, we better talk about some books. Since okay. <laughs> that's what some we're books. here for. That's right. All so right. Uh, neither of us have done a whole lot of reading. No, unless you want to busy. talk about textbooks and peer-reviewed oh journal articles. There has not been much reading. So do you want to go first or do you want me to go okay. first? I or? can go first okay. since you've done lots of um, TV talking. So... Um, the main reason I haven't been reading a lot is because of my crazy uni stuff that, and just being so busy with everything at the moment. And when I actually do sit down to read, I can't get in the headspace. Like, you know how mm-hmm. sometimes when you start reading, you just can't get into it. And it's really sad because I've been reading Strange the Dreamer and I feel like I just want to sit there and read it, but I yep. can't actually do it. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway... I've been like picking up my phone instead and reading trashy fanfic instead because it's easy to, you know, process. Um, Anyway, that aside, I have read a few things. I read um, Words in Deep Blue by Kath Crowley, which is the contemporary one about a bookshop in Victoria or in Melbourne um where there's a letter library so there's Mm. a a shelf of books in have i told you about this already do we talk about it in our upcoming books okay i mentioned that i was going to read it but okay so they've got this shelf in the bookshop which is full of books that are favorites of either the the family who owns the bookshop or or other customers and you can highlight or underline or mark the books, your favourite bits in them. You can leave notes in the books for strangers if you want to or for like people have conversations by passing like letters in in their favourite books. Yeah. And um, it's an amazing concept. But um, anyway, the main character in the story is this girl who has, whose brother has died. She, She moved away from the town where the bookshop is or from the suburb where the bookshop is. Her brother died. She's moved back, so she's dealing with all this grief. But she hasn't told anybody that her brother died. Yeah. So all her friends who are there, they think she's just being rude to them and, you know, shut, shutting off oh. for some reason. And um, it's about sort of learning to get out, get through it, and I don't know. It's a love and story the as well. The bookstore the book- notes help. Oh yeah, they're, okay, they're good. sort of all the way through it. Different people leave notes and stuff and. Okay. It's really beautiful. So I recommend reading that one. It's Aussie YA. Okay. Um, and I am currently quickly rereading Raylia, which is the second book in Lynette Noni's mm-hmm. Medoran Chronicles series, um, because I've got the third one, Dracora, which has just come out, and I'm going to meet her, or I'm going to catch up with her this weekend. Um, I was hoping to actually interview her, but I've we've run out of time this weekend we can't fit it in so i'll have to do that some other time but um so yeah that's another aussie fantasy yeah so it's all aussie at the moment okay so we're going to talk about strange the dreamer i'm taking it in more detail soon yeah all right well i've also read or i listened to strange the dreamer yes um which i loved um i think last time i was in the middle of gemina by jay christoph amy kaufman finished that really want number three yes. really badly that was amazing third one is called 
Obsidio, mm-hmm. Obsidio, something I, like that. I know it. They've they've done a bit of a yeah. They yeah. reeled. So I also finished off Winter Song, which I wasn't particularly impressed with. I can't remember if that was uh, finished yeah, I or think not. You said that. Okay, S. J. Jones, and I listened to Rise of Fire by Sophie Jordan. So that's book two. Um, in what I discovered at the end of the book was a duology. I thought it was going to be a trilogy. Yep. First book was a bit average. Second book was actually quite good and I was really getting into it and they were bringing in new bits and pieces. I was like, this is going to be really interesting. I'm really interested to see how they wrap this up. Yeah. And then I realised, because it all just sort of wrapped up really quickly and really pathetically, yes. that, oh, this was a duology. And I was really disappointed, really disappointed. Oh, it could have been a trilogy and it could have been done well, but instead it's a duology and the ending was pretty pathetic. Hmm. I, I'm really quite cross about that, to be honest. I wonder if they um, originally intended there to be three books. I don't know. I think it was always going to be a duology. Somebody else reviewed it like on Goodreads and was like, this was a trilogy and I'm like yeah well it was being set up to be a trilogy yeah. like she impl- she introduced too many new bits and pieces of, you know there was enough storyline okay and then yeah anyway it was a bit Shakespeare at the end and it all just wrapped up the- there we go <laughs> very disappointed and I'm listening to Lifeblood by Gina Showalter oh, yeah. at the moment um, so that's quite I'll be interested to see where that goes Never picked up in the first one, but I actually think there's a real heaven-hell element to these two different afterworlds. Isn't the... Oh, Lifeblood's the second one. Yeah. Right, okay. The first one was I, I don't know, life. and I don't know if I missed that or not, but I'm feeling that there's a heaven-hell feel to these books at the okay. moment, which I don't think I felt so much first book. Anyway... We'll see if I'm right or if I've just totally There was two to... different places or something. Yeah, so there's right? two different, like, factions that you can have your ever life in and you have to pledge to one of those and they're in okay. constant war with one another. Oh, okay. Um, Myriad and Troika. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, it's Myriad Hell where it all sounds great, but it's actually just all soulless and Troika's all noble and good or, or, or am I just... I don't know. I don't know if it is heaven hell. I don't know. We will see. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how this is because I don't quite get where this is going to because there's all these rules and things that are now coming into it with, because she's into her ever life now. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Yep. It's an interesting enough concept. It's actually not the best written books. And it's not the most appealing books. The characters aren't brilliant, but it's an interesting enough concept that I keep do you know what I mean? That I'm yeah. liking it. So I find it weird when that happens. Normally I'm really, I've really got to like the protagonist to really get into a book. Yep. And I just don't really like the protagonist oh, at the okay. moment. It's, I'm yeah, like, if you've got Asperger's, hard. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Mm. I'm about to get in the mail, I believe. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, Assassin's Fate by Robin Hobb, which is oh. the third book in this yes. enormous humongous book that just Bulls. keeps going on with fits in the full doing yes. the thing. like i've it's been the reading final about book fits... in the trilogy there was this huge cliffhanger in the trilogies second one are there though with fits in the oh. full like i've been reading him since i was Maybe like four. 20 something like <laughs> yeah i know like, <laughs> he just keeps going i mean he's a great character but how much punishment can one person take yes. i don't know i'm assuming well, he's still being punished oh yes <laughs> jesus but He's a fame punching punch bag. <laughs> Sorry, I should The worst part is he gets these, these moments of happiness where he's actually happy. And, and then smash it all just goes wrong again. And you're like, oh, Fitz, I'm so sorry. But anyway. Series, oh. I was just like, God, this is Some so of them sad. are really depressing. But, yeah. But this new written. series is... Um, is really it's it was slow at the beginning but um it's the, the second book really picked up and okay i'm really looking forward to this one so yeah it's probably going to be like a brick so i'm going to have to carve it's out it's going to take me like months to get through it but i'll try <laughs> um so yeah that's coming out i think at the end of april i think it's in, in okay. like a week's time or so um and i also i'm doing an assignment at the moment which is uh, about fan fiction and how the how it relates to the publishing industry so 
Okay. So I'm looking into a lot of French fiction websites for one thing, which is great. Lo- do you get a lot of peer-reviewed journal articles on that? Oh, there are. There's okay. lots of literature about it, like actual like I, studies that people have done. Okay. A couple of books that I've found that have been published about, like that have been studying. Yeah. It it's mainly the way that um it relates to... Um, sort of this the educational side of it like how we can how they can use online writing in an educational environment okay because it's engaging kids in learning how to write mm. basically based on something that they love so it's yeah it's fascinating um and also i'm looking into a lot of the copyright um stuff the, the differences between australian and u.s copyright and stuff which is blowing Not my so. mind but um so Not such exciting stuff though it's not exciting, but it's, it's interesting. interesting. Like yeah. I'll have to put it all together into a presentation for next week. <laughs> but anyway, so if people are interested, then I, I, I probably will actually make some kind of blog post out of it just because I've got so much material there. I may as well, and it's interesting for people. Mm-hmm. So let me know if you're interested, and I will I'll put it out there. Um, and I may well share a lot of some of the fanfic that I've been loving to read lately, and it's not all smart. I'm just saying... <laughs> I've read, I've read quite a lot of Harry Potter fanfic that's been okay. really interesting. Like Did you ever read the Cassandra lines. Clare original fanfiction? Because no, no, I would no. love to know how close that is to Mordor both. I don't, I don't know if that's actually around anymore. She's Was it originally on it. Wattpad or not no Wattpad? Idea. That's a new thing. Um, I've no idea. I've forgotten the name of the It's the first now. scandals that I read about in the book world when I first okay. got a good read. People refusing to read her books for plagiarism. Yeah, yeah. Based on a Draco Malfoy fanfic. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, I'll, I might put that together into some kind of a thing in a, in a week's time. Unless I'm like really sick. Well, you have no choice but to put it together in a week's yes. time. Yes. <laughs> presentation. Yeah. And as someone that just wrote five assignments over like three weekends, you can do it. <laughs> you poor thing. I don't know how you're still functioning. Honestly. I barely functioned. I barely <laughs> functioned. Um, it was when I got given that extra 1,000 word essay right in the yes. middle of it all, which isn't even Mark, it's just makeup work. Mm. That was when I was just like, I hate my life. Yeah, anyway, I'm at, it's it done now. End. It's done now. And I'm just thinking, please get degrees. That's all I've got to keep my eye on the prize. That's right. Mm. Okay. Well, anyway, so the, the speaking of eyes on the prize, we've got. In, in a week's time in two weeks time we have a whole bunch of books coming out at the beginning of may so we've got right in time for exam block <laughs> sorry <laughs> so you're just gonna have to store them all up for after after your exams we've got um the new court of thorns and roses court yeah. of wings and ruin court of wings and ruin i think i'm ready for a reread i'm gonna try and reread some of the second book but i don't know i love that time. second book i really Me feel like too. i should reread the first book because i don't know that one as well because i went back and i started rereading the second book straight after reading it the first yeah, time last right. time because i loved it so much so yeah but if i can't haven't got time for both i'll definitely reread not re-listen to because that was all a bit too risque for listening yes um as i discovered the first time around <laughs> So if you've been, um, you know, new to the podcast or you've been under a rock for a couple of years, um, Sarah J. Maas, A Court of Thorns and Roses, is loosely a Beauty and the Beast retelling. But it's but... also, what is it, the East and the Moon or something? Or the East yeah, of, it, yeah East of the Moon. Is East, that what it's I called? don't know. I, I can't, can't think. But with Tamlin, yeah. That's really what it's predominantly. Okay. And it's got a bit of a Beauty and the Beast element to it. But the, the main one is the East and the Moon or whatever that – one is with actually has a main character called Tamlin and oh, okay. when she, you know how she leaves and goes away which kind of happens in Beauty and the Beast but it's done in a very different manner in this book but that's actually very similar to that okay that, the other fairy yeah. tale yeah yes and so this is originally started for a fairy tale retelling and now it's kind of evolved into this new adult kind of fairy series fairies with some gorgeous like Sexy, sexy, sexy scenes. <laughs> so yeah, we're Which all hanging out. For hilariously, this compared to a romance novel, probably isn't that risque. But in a virtually, let's be real, it's predominantly YA people that are reading these books. Yeah. Even if it's not called YA, it's still sitting in the YA section of the bookstore. Yep, and it's very risque it's for YA. Pretty explicit. It's very risque <laughs> for YA. 
But anyway, yeah, if you read other genres, you're probably thinking, what are they going on about? <laughs> There's actually, I found a, on Instagram, I found someone that made like cushion covers and things like that. And I don't remember what the, the page number exactly is, but they, yeah. <laughs> it's like I survived page 573 uh, of, <laughs> of, you know. Yeah. Akamath. And I was like, is that the is that the page that I think it is? And I went and I'm like, oh yeah, that is the page. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just thought it was funny that someone had actually set up a whole nice graphic yeah. and put it on mugs and things. <laughs> Would you wear a shirt that had that on it? I guess people would ask you what is on that page and you'd be like, um. It's <laughs> probably a good selling point for the book because I don't know if I saw somebody wearing that, I'd be like, what happens there? If yeah, I saw someone wearing that, I'd be like, Does someone this die? is my person. You are my friend. Yeah. <laughs> it's like identifying your tribe. That's true. What else have we got? I um, don't know. Flame in the Mist, a new Renee Adio book. Yes, I would I like to got, read that. I would like to read it. Um, the second writer's book by Veronica Rossi, Seeker, is coming out in May. Mm-hmm. We've got Crown's Fate by Evelyn Skye. Yep. So lots of great books coming out. Kale Novella is no longer coming out in May. It's September. Yeah, it got pushed back, didn't it? And same with the last. And uh, yes, the last um, mm-hmm. Throne of Glass book. But also the other thing that got pushed back was um, the third. Now, I should have mentioned it earlier, but the third um, Illuminae book is now pushed oh. back to next year. Oh, so it's not the end of this it's year. It's not going to be October. That is sad. Or September. Actually, should also mention at this stage that Illumina, that um, the second book that I've, the Gemina, yeah, <laughs> the, name the one that I recently read, um, got won an Aurealis Award. So it should. Last week. So it should. Um, so congratulations to Jay and Amy, and also Jay Christoph also won um, Best Fantasy for Nevernight. I have to see what that was up against. Uh, I have like, I liked it. I, I didn't the list either. But I liked it. I didn't love it as much as Gemina. Gosh, that audio cast was brilliant. I've said that yeah, before, I haven't I? To Sorry, to the audio book of that. I have to log into my Audible <laughs> and have a listen. Yes. All right, we better talk about Stranger Dreamer. We've been waffling on for such a long time. Okay, <laughs> feel free to cull some. I may do. <laughs> All right, Stranger Dreamer by Lainey Taylor is the first in a duology. Mm-hmm. Um, published in March twenty eight by Little Brown, Little and Brown. No. Little, Little Brown, Brown and Co. Yep. And Hodder and Stoughton in, in Australia and the UK. Um, and it has the most beautiful cover. Or the Australian or the UK version is blue with this golden moth on it. It's so beautiful. I like the other cover too. Do you? I'm not so, such There's a fan like, of the yellow. It's gold. And... It's gold. It's gold oh, okay. sparkle. So it's glitter. shiny. Yes. Oh, Apparently okay. it's very shiny. I haven't seen it in I was the like, flesh. Oh, that does look pretty. Okay. All right, I'm going to read the synopsis because yeah. I think okay, this is so an amazing synopsis. We'll just say first we're going to talk talk about the book a little bit first with no spoilers. And then we'll, and then we'll go into the spoily bits at the end. Okay, okay. So, all right. The dream chooses a dreamer, not the other way around, and Laszlo Strange, war orphan and junior librarian, has always feared that his dream chose poorly. Since he was five years old, he's been obsessed with the mythic lost city of Weep, but it would take someone bolder than he to cross half the world in search of it. Then a stunning opportunity presents itself in the person of a hero called the Godslayer and a band of legendary warriors, and he has to seize his chance or lose his dream forever. What happened in Weep 200 years ago to cut it off from the rest of the world? What exactly did the Godslayer slay that went by the name of God? And what is the mysterious problem he now seeks help in solving? The answers await in Weep, but so do more mysteries, including the blue-skinned goddess who appears in Laszlo's dreams. How did he dream her before he knew she existed? And if all the gods are dead, why does she seem so real? Right. Okay, so what do you think of it? Did you I listen to it? it? I listened to the. I listened okay. to it. Yep. Um, it was a male, which at first I didn't like. It was a male um, audio, yeah, narrator. And at first I was like, "Oh, this doesn't seem right," but it actually was perfect. Yep. And it was just a great voice for Laszlo strange i thought um i just enjoyed it it was not a fast moving book but i don't think it was slow moving um sorry i had a look at some of the 
low rated reviews as well because it's overall been very well received yeah if you use good reads as a indicator so i was interested to see what people didn't like about it and generally they said they thought it was moving too slow and they got halfway through and couldn't even see what the point of this book was about and i'm really? like oh my god that's and I'm so like, sad that's so funny because i just feel like it was just a really lovely story that i wanted yeah. to be on and i knew what she was like and i was so scared halfway through we we're gonna get bam and it was all gonna turn around again yeah i um, was expecting that actually i i was thinking it wouldn't because it was such a big shock i think for everybody that read Daughter yeah, of Smoke so and she, Bone. Her other book, her other series was Daughter of Smoke and Bone Trilogy. Yeah. Which we loved. Yeah. Um, um, so this is, it's a similar kind of writing style, like mm-hmm. beautiful descriptions. Oh, she's just a brilliant uh, writer. There's it's no just so way around it. easy to imagine the places that she's describing. Like, yes. It's, sort of a movie in your head while you're yes it. and like it's just great. the whole idea of the her, him being sucked into the library and yeah so you know, laszlo's yeah. like an orphan kid who um was being raised by monks but then yes. got t- took it. ended up going and living in this library and working in this library yes and becoming a librarian and librarians aren't the masters of a library in this world really it's the researchers academics who are generally all from wealthy families that are actually and the librarians are kind of seen as errand boys type thing yes they read but they do that's how i really took it they look after the library but they aren't capable of adding to the library so they're seen as kind of lesser um and and he's obsessed with this mysterious city that used to trade all the time with the country that he is currently living in yes and got lost 200 years ago when there was no one else remembers it but he's still and he's found all these references to it in books and And stuff and people think it's fairy tales so all these books where it comes up in fairy tales and things he's been piecing it together yeah. Where, um, yeah, and that's right, lost receipts and bits and pieces yeah, that's and right. things like that. And no one knows what it's called. They just, and so he just calls it, he doesn't like the name Weep. He thinks that sounds wrong. So he just calls it the, the Lost City or the, I've forgotten yes. what it is now. I think it is the Lost City. I'm or pretty the, sure it is. Or the Forgotten. Yeah, something City like that. Something like that. <laughs> I've only yeah. just finished reading it yesterday. I know, but that's right at the um, beginning of the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, then this, people show up who um, are from this city and they just appear in the city and they go, we need people to come with us to help us solve this problem. And he, Of which the problem is never actually given. No, no, you just need to come with us. And he and he's like, oh, I'm just a librarian. Like, I can't even try well, it out for the, the group. Yeah. But then he ends up going with them. And um, and I don't, I don't really say any much more about the problem itself because that's such a great reveal when they get there and they find out what it is yeah that i don't want to spoil that but the other thing that the um the other side of the story is this five godspawn children or you know teenagers who live in the citadel yes. and they're blue and they're they have special abilities and they live away from all the actual humans um and um what else can you say about them without giving it all away i think what they're the, trapped in the I citadel. The they undercurrent, can't yeah, and I think the the undercurrent of the city of a story, and it's done in such a really subtle way, but it's really about so much of, of perception and like your view of what's bad can really change depending on how you look at it, and your ability yeah. to empathise is so important. And, and I think prejudice that, as well, because yeah, people in this city are brought up to believe that the gods born are yeah. evil it's and they just, were, like they were that's right but their descendants well the gods were evil the gods were evil but yeah the, the yes children are. that's right and it's like the color of a skin is a visual reminder but it's it's on both sides of the field and that's what i yeah i, yeah, I do think it's a really good story evil. to show yeah yeah prejudice empathy preconceptions and preconceptions can play a big part in why things are done and why some atrocities occur yeah but it was just an absolutely i just loved i loved his dreamscape i love how yeah. he was such a vivid dreamer i loved 
but strange to dream I really was a dreamer. I just yeah, I thought that was just his little nickname at the start, yeah. and then when it actually became like a thing later, it was I was amazing. like, amazing. And just you know, him getting to see weep when he finally gets there that was all yeah. beautiful her writing is just phenomenal yep. um it just is amazing it really is and it's just such rich like it's like i don't know it's just the sort of book that you just want to be able to get a cup of tea or hot chocolate yeah, and curl was... up and just really just enjoy it <sighs> i was sad because i i wanted to read it all in one go like when i actually eventually started reading it on the train or whatever and I I was tired or my brain couldn't get into it but once I started getting into it I just wanted to sit down and read the whole thing but yes. unfortunately I had to read it in snippets over like two weeks so you felt it was a bit disjointed now at that. some stage I'll go back and read it again see day. I didn't do it in big stints because I was listening to it just before I went to oh, bed yeah. and on the drives out to uni or on the train but I just there were points where I was like I have to I'd be putting my headphones in while cooking dinner and like <laughs> listening to it because I just it just was really it was I, I couldn't say that it was at any point not like I wanted to keep reading it I didn't want to put it down I don't know why people would find it un like anyone yeah. that found it just like boring, slow, or like there was no point to the story. Like, I think they were missing. I it think completely. so too. Like, yes, most of the reveals are at the end, but there's yeah. enough interesting stuff happening. I mean, and that is the point. Like at the beginning, you really don't know what's going on. With You're anybody. finding out when, as he's and, finding yeah, out. Yeah, that's it's what a very I love slow reveal and a slow build of like the tension. Like eventually, you find out what God's Slayer means and what. Um, it's yeah, happening but with you, the Citadel you appeal layer oh, after layer after layer, and it's yeah. a nice, it's a well thought out story. It's a well written story. It's very poetic writing. You, it's rich writing. It's just yep. amazing, and the characters I genuinely like. I thought Laszlo was a really lovely character. Yep, yeah, he's lovely. And Sarai was a really, I really liked her as well. Um, and the Godslayer. I thought he was yeah, a very interesting yeah. character. He was tortured, wasn't he? I liked it. I mean, in well, tortured, he sacrificed a lot yeah. for himself. Like that's at the end, he made a choice. Maybe it was evil. Maybe it was good, depending on which side you want to look at it for. But he had to pay the price of that and the yeah. burden of that decision. And I think you do to not be a psychopath when you're making a decision like that you do have to pay a price that's right so are we going to get to the spoilers yet like i don't know yeah, what well, else I was we can say, say i'm like no i was going to say i think I, i'm pretty sure i gave it five stars because i, I gave it five there was stars. nothing the only thing that annoyed me about it and this is not a spoiler but um there's a lot of head hopping like within a par- like within a chapter they uh she switches from one character's point of view to the other without Okay. Any separation or and see, I didn't know well, that. Maybe that's an audio book thing because the voices change. Oh, but, do they? Well, it's still only one, like one narrator, but they switch. Like they put okay. on voices for the characters, so I never oh, really noticed yeah, it. Yeah, it's not so much in the um, dialogue, but the actual action is seen from one person's point of view, and then it changes to the other yeah. person's without any sort of like normally they'll either have a new chapter or have a separator in the text yeah, or something and okay. it, it just wasn't there it was yeah. just flow which isn't normally isn't always a problem but it just threw me a little bit okay but otherwise i loved it yeah and five stars the ending was amazing it. too and did perfectly great cliffhanger where things were wrapped up but there was so much left like you're thinking oh yes oh my goodness i have no idea where this book's going to take us that's right it was a it was a sarah jane mouse type ending she's really good at those <laughs> cliffhangers too yeah all right let's get to the spoilery part spoiler okay, spoiler alert okay. spoiler alert all right skip ahead mm. um i i had so we know right from the start that someone is going to die yes and so for one point, I thought maybe this is flashing back to when Isagul. Yeah. And I wasn't sure if that was Isagul dying, but I was like, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that very open up, which is with the blue body yep. pierced on the gates of a citadel. Yeah, it's a pretty. It's a very dark story all altogether, really, isn't it? Like there right from the start, you know that it's going to be. But dark. you just know there's no good outcome to this. No. Well, especially once you find out that. 
they, the, there the were a lot of babies. The heart take and everything else. They got, they got killed got by people. I know. But the slaughtering horrible. of the babies. But um, thankfully they didn't sort of go into too much gory detail with that. But, you know, you got enough of it that you were just like, oh, God, this is not going to end well for they anybody. They don't regret their decision, though. And that was what I thought was really well done. When, when Laszlo confronts him and he justifies yeah. it and he's yeah. like, how can you justify this? And he's I'm been like, actually, it he had to ever for years, and he hasn't really it. deep down justified it to himself because he's still not okay with it because he's yeah. so freaking messed up. But I thought that was a really good scene. I thought it was really well done. Yep. Um, yeah, I just there's still some things that I'm like, I want to know more, and I love that right at the beginning when they came in and, and Laszlo saw the white bird. Yeah, and they they were like, oh, you can see her, and like I was like, what do you like? I still don't know what no, they were we referencing don't. now. Uh, we, do we know who the bird yes. is? Yes. Well, at the oh. end, that's going to be his mother because he has the feather. Okay. Yeah. So I All don't right. remember which of the gods or goddesses or whatever that is, or if no, it's one I that we've either. never met before. Yeah. Which is what I'm thinking because remember we had that one scene with Mina as well, who said that there were two older kids and her in the nursery, and they once their powers came they got taken away yeah and yeah, so she didn't want to admit where... so they're going somewhere and there are other babies that we yeah. do not know about and yet and how many there are no the, babies now like maybe there are loads of gods born around who look like humans like laszlo did that were just who dumped out as just... orphans is that what happened do you think yeah, i and, don't know and they haven't used their powers yet so they never find out that they god spawn because he didn't go blue until he used his power and like yeah. he was yeah that this is the bit that I've, i'm finding really interesting because i'm now like all these orphans that laszlo was with how many of them are god sport was yeah. he just one and he's a special one that got out or are there actually heaps yeah, out in the world because where are all the babies she could take gone. it either way do you know what so i mean one, yeah, she could take right. it either way maybe they just keep the ones who have useful powers because i think the babies the in the nursery one. were still blue so i think if yeah. they took after their human side like their human parent they were dumped but that didn't mean they didn't have powers and i love that he actually had the power of scathus who was that big monster in the end so is he related to scathus yeah well that's what they were saying that he that he must have been his father but there's that white yeah but then there was that white bird thing at the end and he was left with a feather at the beginning and he was really gray no, that was in his dream, wasn't it, the feather? I don't know, but I took oh, I that as in he was related to some dream goddess or something. Oh, Do you know I what I mean? the bird and, that, and the feather, uh, yeah, could well symbolic be related something. to him. But anyway. So I thought I'm really interested and I really want to know where that took it. Yep. I just want to know and I want to know now. <laughs> and I have to wait like a year. Probably. I liked their romance. I thought that was really sweet. It was quite fast. It was like a, it was fast. It was insta love. It was a bit. But she said, she said okay. that at the writers' festival that she doesn't have a problem with insta love. Okay. She doesn't have a problem with that's triangles. Weird. That's obvious because she's got that a bit in her books. Although yeah, there weren't any no, triangles. There, was... there weren't any triangles in in um, Daughter of Smoke and Bone, but there was sort of insta love. Well, it kind of was a triangle in Daughter of Smoke and Bone because she wasn't meant to be with an angel. Wasn't she meant to get married off to another? Chimera type thing. I can't. Yeah, remember. but she didn't really. She never loved, loved him. him. No. Yeah. Um. But yeah, she doesn't have an issue, and it was insta love. But I liked how their powers worked with one another, yeah. and I liked yeah, how nice. she really gave him a different understanding, and he needed that understanding before he found this out. Like, if yeah. if he hadn't have had that, that she could see why the people of weep had taken things the way they did. Yeah, they both had a bit of understanding from each other. Yes, so he needed to see that she could empathise with them and understood it, and he gave her the fact that not everyone would be prejudiced against the colour of her skin or her background. That's right. And they both got that from one another, and I thought that was really lovely. I thought the, the, um, the moths idea was fascinating yes it <laughs> I'm like, was where so did that come from did that come from a dream because how would you think of like someone know. spewing moths out of their mouth i guess like, oh yeah and i incredible. just love that is it like she and i think she does this really well the concept of gods versus the concept of monsters and yeah you know are they really that different in the end like you know yeah. or are we what we 
we make of ourselves. Like yeah, I, I don't know. I everyone's like everyone's different. I love like that play on good and those evil kind of Yes, and I think she does those plays very well. Mm-hmm. Very very well. I really enjoyed it. I love that he was a librarian. <laughs> yes, and that he got his nose broken by a book of fairy tales. I know that was <laughs> oh, that great. Was and yeah, <laughs> I loved. I also really loved how he sees everything as in the concept of a fairy tale. So like he gave. Yeah. He gave the idea to, I can't think of the other scholar's yeah, the name, who, who becomes the alchemist. Name. Yes. He tells him the secret. He could have done it himself, but he didn't. He told him the secret because he felt that was part of his story and his fairy tale. Yep. And his fairy tale was always the story of weep, and he wanted to be part of that. And I love that he got to be a big player in the yeah. story of weep. So I'd like that concept that he sees everything as a book, like, you know, as part of a book. So, um, yes, well recommended. Definitely. I think it's going on my favourites list for the year already. I think so too. <laughs> okay, well, I think that's all we've got for today. Um, yep. um If you're around at Supernova this weekend, come and say hello to me in the photo studio. <laughs> um, I will be there geeking out because... I love to do that. Um, so if you want to, se- you can send us some feedback. Tell us what you thought of Stranger Dreamer or Beauty and the Beast or 13 Reasons Why or anything else we've talked about. You can email us at contact at com, or you can tweet us at ttreetops or at Oaken Bookcase. You can also find a list of all the books and the other things we've talked about in this episode as well as all of our book reviews at the Tea in the Treetops blog, teeinthetreetops.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you again soon. Bye. Bye.